Hello and welcome to Age Gap Finance, a podcast where a millennial and a baby boomer talk money. My name is Nick Rodokia. I'm 24. I'm a financial advisor and one of the managing partners at Rosado Wealth Management. And my name is Ed Rosado and I'm 58 years old and I'm also a managing partner here at Rosado Wealth. Well, welcome everyone and uh, this is podcast number 13. The title of our podcast today is Second Opinion. We're going to talk a little bit deeper into uh, why it's important for clients to get a second opinion on their uh, portfolios and so forth. But before we get into all that, just kind of a an update uh, as far as what's been going on in our lives here. So Nick, anything new? Um, nothing new yet. We are actually getting ready to um, list our house, maybe move, you know, still somewhere fairly local, you know, 20, 30 minutes from the office. But yeah, I think we're, we're ready to, to upgrade a little bit, trying to get a little bit more toward Tampa, ideally. Mm-hmm. Not a bad idea. Yeah, we, you know, we like the West Chase area and all that, but it's, you know, housing's crazy right now. Everything's so expensive. You the know? market is just crazy right now, and especially in this area here where yeah. we are. If you find a house you like, it's gone in a day or two. Like a bidding know? war goes on with each of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're not as far along in the process where we've made an offer or anything on a house, but we've definitely kept kept an eye out, mm-hmm. seen a house, and then watched it go away hmm. in like, you know, 24 hours. Wow. So it's, yeah, you got to act quick. And then if you sell yours and then you can't find something right away, right? Then, but you then have, you end up moving in with the in-laws and that's not always oh, good no, for a I, while. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I, I know. see you enough. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it's difficult because, you know, at, at this point, if there's like a contingency, if you have to sell your house in order to buy the new house, mm-hmm. there's probably other people who already sold their house and have the money ready. So right. Or there could be cash buyers out there that come from up north. So that's what Florida's, you know, a lot. We get a lot of those in Florida. They come from up north. They've already sold their properties. They're ready to buy with cash. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a good thing for the mortgage companies and the realtors and the builders and everything out here. But it's, it's, it's it's tough for sellers and buyers. Yeah. And the rates, you know, the rates are great too. I mean, it was under 3%, you know, in the two and a half, 2.75 range. That's crazy. Yeah. Where a lot of mortgages are. Mm -hmm. You know, the interest on them, which, you know. Which makes it affordable for a lot of people to buy now where they might not have been able to do that four or five years ago. Yeah, I know even when we got into our current house, not even three years ago, I think our interest rate was like, I think it's close to four and a half percent, which was a good rate at that time. But, you know, it's almost half that now. I know. It's crazy. um, So that's good. So the, the house hunting's going on and you got yours for sale and... And I know uh, over the last couple of months, we did the office move. We're finally settled into our new location, beautiful location. Um, Things are just the finishing touches in the office are just being done. We just got our our beautiful conference room done, Mm -hmm. which we're excited about now. uh, When clients come in, it's a nice, large, comfortable conference room, a large table and stuff. We got, you know, all the equipment in there and so forth to do nice presentations for clients. So we're happy about that. And then tax season, mm-hmm. we're seeing clients every day. Our schedules are getting full. So next couple of months is going to be um, extremely uh, hectic. And But uh, a, lot of, a lot of good stuff, too, as well. I mean, one of the things is that when, we, uh, when tax season comes, we also see a lot of new people, especially with all the influx of people moving into this area. We get a lot of new clients. So that's exciting, too. And that's what... Uh, 
kind of leads into uh, our topic today, the second opinion podcast that we're doing here today to talk about how important it is for people to really get a second opinion on their portfolios and if you want to touch on some things. Yeah, yeah. You know, when when we talk about a second opinion, I, I know a lot of advisors, you know, want to review your portfolio and then we'll just spit out a bunch of facts about it and, you know, ask them to do business with you. But really a second opinion should should just give you a deeper insight into your investments. And, you know, sometimes people don't even know how their investments, you know, what they are or how they're invested or how they work. It's beneficial to to know that stuff because, you know, if you're going into it blind, you're not really going to know, you know, the details of the performance other than, you know, what your advisor tells you. Mm-hmm. So getting a second opinion just to have a better understanding and, and, a, and a better, deeper insight into your investments is, is a very important reason why. One of the things before we kind of get into... Um why it's important to get a second opinion. I'd like to talk about kind of our process too, because a lot of clients are, uh, you know, what is, you know, when we come in for a second opinion, what will you guys actually do? And we do have a certain process we do with every single client that we meet with, new clients. First thing we do is once we set the appointment with the client, we send them a letter and it kind of gives them a detail of what they need to bring with them, kind of a list of things that are important for us to have, such as their most recent tax returns if we don't do their taxes already, recent portfolio statements of brokerage accounts, IRAs, bank statements, things like that, so we can kind of get an overall picture. But that first meeting is really data gathering. We just want to get to know each other. We want to gather all the information that we possibly can. And um, in that appointment, too, as well, we'll find out a lot of things from the client as far as... um, you know, what their goals, objectives are, what they're happy about right now in their current situation, what they're not happy about. Right. And and with all of that being said, it's it's important to have that first appointment where it's strictly fact finding, getting to know each other better, you know, finding out what you have, because the second part of our process is when maybe a week later, that gives us enough time to really do a deep analysis of your portfolio. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's achieving everything that you said you wanted it to, if it's, you know, maybe as liquid as you want, or maybe if it's too risky, or all those sorts of things, then we present it in the second appointment and, and kind of just give you a side by side of here's what you said you wanted. Mm-hmm. Here's what our data is showing. And, you know, if there's a difference there, we may suggest something, we may not. You know, it it all depends on our findings. And really, if an advisor, if you bring them an, an advisor, your portfolio, it's your first time meeting him, and you know maybe you have a half hour conversation and, and they know exactly what they're gonna do with your portfolio and all in one appointment without d- digging into your funds and things like that, they're really not doing the best job for you. Right. Um, which is why our uh, appointments go an hour to an hour and a half, the first meetings. Right, and then on top of that, we spend a week or so digging into the portfolio, finding every detail we can on it, whether it's you know your expense ratios and, and things like that. And then we can present a good plan for you or tell you what your plan's doing well. I mean, there's been times where a client has come in and, you know, they've been doing well and you know there's not much more we could do for them and and you know we we let them know that they you know our big point of having a second opinion is 
just that it's it's a no obligation type of appointment where we're we're just going to tell you as is and if if there's something that we think we can improve we'll tell you that um and if and, there's things that we feel the client should keep we'll yeah. tell them we'll be honest with them too as well because there may be things that are performing well for them and they're happy with them and so forth so we're going to find uh whatever weaknesses are in their portfolios that that might not be helping them to achieve their goals and we're going to help them with that there's a couple of analogies I use. One is almost like when you're when you're getting ready to build a house. You know, the first meeting you sit down, you kind of get all the data together to put the blueprints together. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do in that first meeting. Then when we meet them in the second appointment, we go through the final blueprint. And you know, because we have such a detailed first meeting, the second meeting, you know, we usually anywhere from ninety-five to ninety-nine percent of the time we're going to get that right, but if we don't, what we want from the client is input and say, okay, this part of it's not right. We need to go back to the drawing board and correct that blueprint so mm-hmm. we get it 100% correct the way they want it. So it may go into another meeting after that before we finally present something to them, the final you know, detail. But you know, another analogy is really you know, if you go to a doctor and get a second opinion. You know, it's the same thing. If you have you have a pain in your back, you don't just go to the doctor and say, operate. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to look at the x-ray first and see what the problem is. And then you might even get a second opinion, too, as well, to see uh, if, if they're all, uh, you know, giving you the same information. The, the one thing that we do in the appointment, too, as well, is we do a full risk analysis. We have them take a, a short test to assess what risks they actually want to be in. Mm-hmm. And then when we go back to uh, taking that week or week and a half to assess the portfolio, we get a risk number um, from that. And then we see how far off or how close they are with that risk number from the test they took. So you know, on a scale of one to 99 or zero to 99, whatever it is, if they come in in the first appointment at a 40, and their portfolio comes in at a 75, Mm -hmm. then we have some things to discuss because they're way off on how the risk they actually want to take. Right. And, you know, uh, a lot of times when we are plugging in clients' portfolios, the number is completely off. It's just, you know, in the end, a lot of people don't know what they're invested in. And, you know, that's obviously an important thing. I mean, for most people, it's their life savings and everything. And, you know, it would make sense that, you know, you do your due diligence and get that second opinion, you know, get an outside perspective on this portfolio, because in the end, that's your livelihood where, you know, if you're not retired yet, you're planning on using that money to live off of so that you don't have to go back to work. So, you know, doing everything you can to make sure the portfolio achieving your goals is, is very important. Um, and a lot of a lot of times the other things we uncover are really the fees. You know, they, people may say... Fees are a big issue. Yeah, you know, people may say, oh, well, my, my advisor only charges me 1%. And, you know, they're, they're confident in that. And then, you know, meanwhile, they're invested in, you know, 10, 15 mutual funds. And each of those mutual funds actually have fees built into them. Some of them have fees... A, a four or five percent fee just to get into the fund. And yeah, then, there could be front end loads, back end loads. Exactly, and then that. ongoing fees throughout. So that one percent you're paying your advisor, you know, might end up being to be two, two and a half two, sometimes. Two and a half, yeah. yeah, and um, you know, people don't know because it doesn't always show up on the statement. So having someone with the tools 
to you know pull out all those extra expenses you may be paying uh, it's it's definitely beneficial and really what separates us from maybe another advisor would be you know our our tax practice and making sure your portfolio is doing the best for you from a tax standpoint as well you know a lot of our clients um, or most actually most of the time it's not our clients but they're our tax clients and um, they have a surprise on their tax return and you know maybe they have a big capital gain or something on there and they're wondering where it came from and meanwhile it came from the brokerage account and they're like well my advisor never told me that I was going to end up paying five, ten grand tax on that. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't happen with our investment clients because, you know, before we make any moves on your investments, we can throw it right on your tax return and literally show you, you know, a, a estimate within a few dollars of what you're going to end up paying um, by making that change in your investments. So, yeah, and there's uh, not to tout what we do, but uh, we've been doing it so long as far as, we've always had taxes within our practice. Mm -hmm. And in this area that we're in, the whole Tampa Bay area, there's probably not maybe a handful of advisory firms or investment firms that actually do taxes in-house. Right. And we're one of them. And uh, because taxes go hand in hand with investments, when people start taking income, like we meet with clients that are just getting ready to retire, they just... Um, they've been re- maybe for the first couple of years. Now they're starting to collect Social Security. Now they have to learn about taxation on Social Security. If they want to start drawing from their retirement accounts or brokerage accounts, capital gains, acquired minimum distributions if they hit that age, mm-hmm. and so forth. So before we always tell every single client, you know, when they're financial clients of ours and we do their taxes, before you're getting ready to take any money out or start income, call us first. Because we have the ability to put it on the tax return immediately and to tell you what how it's going to affect your taxes. So if someone wants to take fifty thousand dollars out of their portfolio to buy a boat, you know they may want to take out you know uh, you know twenty five thousand now and then wait after the first of the year and take the other out if something oh, yeah. like that. Or you know, there might be one account that has less tax on it than another. Exactly. There's or, plenty of you know yeah. there's a million different combinations right. you could do and you know one could create a loss and one can create a gain and the loss can offset that gain and so right. forth so. so having someone on on your team that can guide you through all that and, and you know do that heavy lifting for you can can definitely ben- be beneficial and you know may lead to more income for you just because you're paying less taxes the other thing too is and then we can respect it too is that when clients come to us if they've been with advisors or, or agents or whatever for a number of years, say 15, 20 years or more sometimes. And the you know, sometimes people have a problem breaking ties with them. But what I what we really tell people is that whose money is it? And is they acting in the best interest of you right now? We never, you know, will sit an appointment and bash another advisor for anything, but we do want to point out, you know, some of the things that they might not be accomplishing for them and that we can. And ultimately it's the client's decision, but you know, it comes down to relationships with advisors and so for many, many years, we respect that because we have clients that have been with us for years too as well. And, uh, but again, it comes down to what's in your best interest. Right. And, and what I'll add to that is, um, you know, maybe that advisor was achieving your goals 10 years ago when, when mm-hmm. you first started with them, but 
a lot of times we ask, when was the last time you really had a, a good review and changed up the strategy or, or right. you know, talked about new ideas and, uh, and things like that? And a lot of people said, well, it's been a few years and uh-huh. a lot can change within a few years. I mean, you could be retired, you could have gotten a new job, maybe a promotion. There's plenty of things that could have happened and, um, you know, your goals change often and just depending on what stage of life you're in mm-hmm. and or just what's going on around you and you know if your advisor isn't updating your plan or, or adjusting it or at least talking to you about new things then that's another reason to get a second opinion because your goals and your situation years ago is probably not the same situation you're in right now. yeah um the other thing too is uh, talking about that is um, when people come in with uh, employer-sponsored plans and they have those target date funds. Oh yeah, and so they may come in and you know it's 2021 and they're still in the 2015 target date fund, which means that you know they have them retiring at 2015 and they're still working mm-hmm. and they never changed it. But a lot of times those are not helping the client at all because they've never been changed and right. it's not really we're not a big fan of those anyway yeah, because funds anyway mm-hmm. they uh, they could over diversify or under diversify a client sometimes thousands and thousands of people just go into the fund they they don't think twice about it they say you know i'm planning on retiring sometime in 2030 so i'll just stick to the 2030 fund and, <laughs> and they just it, it's a, literally a formula that they do with the target funds and yeah. it's you know if it's far away from retirement um, decades you know you're going to be heavily invested in stock and then every year you get closer to retirement they're going to shift you more to bonds and you know if you've seen the return on bonds within the last few years you know anybody who's in maybe the 2020 fund that is going to be mostly bonds at this point their performance is just you know, yeah. not good when when the market's performing. You know, double digits the past few years. It it just doesn't match up. We had a clients that came in recently that uh, there was an employer sponsored plan that had uh, like a target date fund that had like thirty thousand mutual funds in it or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. In in the one target fund, it was thirty three thousand different um, fund positions. positions. Not not okay. different funds, oh, but positions. but okay. different positions. So, yeah. you know, if you're if you're in five different target funds, mm-hmm. you know, if each of them have thirty thousand, you yeah. you might be in a hundred thousand different positions, which you know you're it's so crazy. spread out yeah. that. You know, you're going to have some winners in there, but you're also going to have a lot of losers. So mm-hmm. it's going to end up with a pretty average return. And I, I will say, I I remember when, when we were running an analysis on, on some of these target funds, you know, the, the return was significantly less than even just the S&P 500. I mean, just the benchmark, I, I think it performed... Uh, a quarter as well as the S&P 500 did over the last decade. And it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, that goes to show you that there probably should have been a change at some point within that 10 years. But, you know, if your advisor's not guiding you along on that or you're not getting any help, you know, it's it's good to get a second opinion on it. Um, And also getting that second opinion is is 
not meant to bash your current portfolio or anything. It's in the end, it's ultimately to give you confidence in your portfolio, whether it be um, your original financial plan or if you know a new one's created that is more up to date on your goals. Maybe that's the plan you should have confidence in. But you know, we don't have the second opinion appointment just to turn around and bash what you're currently invested in. Like like we said earlier, there's a lot of times where there's, you know, some good in a portfolio and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean doesn't mean it's all bad um, right. just because your old advisor did it. You know, sometimes there's there's good things put in place, but in the end we're gonna tell you just our opinion on it. And, you know, that should give you a little bit more confidence in your situation because, you know, really that that second opinion should give you more information. You know, hopefully you've learned a little bit that you didn't know about your current investments could give you a a better understanding of the potential outcomes of the future. And, Mm -hmm. And in the end, hopefully you'd have some peace of mind knowing that you're on the right track to achieving your goals, whether it be in retirement, you know, or even before. Yep. So, um, you know, with what we've said here today, if any of you out there are are interested in meeting with us, we do offer, again, complimentary second opinion uh, appointments. That's our second opinion service. You know, we're here to complete an in-depth portfolio analysis and offer recommendations and feedback on your current financial plan. And there's no obligation, no fee for it. You could just contact our office. All right. Um, and of course, we thank you for listening to our podcast. You know, like Ed mentioned, this is number 13. And, you know, we're, we're keeping it up because people are listening to it. So if you have something that you want us to talk about that we haven't covered, you know, you could either send us an email. Mine's Nick, N-I-C, at RosadoWealth.com. Ed's is Ed at RosadoWealth. All right. And once again, we'd just like to thank everybody for listening to our podcast. We hope you stay safe, have a good day, and take care. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through True Investments Capital, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.